Hello, hello, everybody. The second season of the European League of Football has just started, but it seems to be getting better and better week by week with exciting games, which means we've got plenty of things to talk about on this new episode of the official European League of Football podcast from week three with Tim hans Willemenke and myself, Jennifer Becks. Hi, Tim. Hey, Jenny. What's up? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm still stoked about the games we just saw in week in week three, but uh, couldn't be any better. No, right? it couldn't be any better. You are so right. And there are so many things to talk about. And on top of that, you aren't my only guest today. You and I, we will recap our six games from week three, of course. And mm -hmm. afterwards, I am welcoming Barcelona Dragons defensive lineman Michael Sam. But now first, Tim, we got to see some great games on Saturday and Sunday didn't we? I mean, it was yep. amazing. It was amazing. Uh, we had also some records uh, broken, right? Yeah. With the attendance in Duisburg, 7,895 fans in Duisburg, Eastern against Ryan Fire. Yeah. And also the Prozy Max uh, market share was incredible, wasn't it, Jenny? Exactly, exactly. They had an average of 5.6% market share, which are close to 400,000 viewers. And just so everyone understands these numbers, the championship game was seen by around th uh, 370,000 viewers max. So a big thanks to all European League of Football fans who support us. I mean, I hope you liked what you saw, but I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure as well. Yeah, yeah, but not only on the field. You already mentioned the game in Duisburg between uh, the Rheinfire and the Istanbul Rams. You and I, we were both there. We were both mm -hmm. live at this game and we got to experience this incredible pre-game fan party. It's, I mean, I'm so impressed to see what the Rheinfire set up there. Yeah. How, how, did, how, did, how did you experience it? The party, the bands, the was, food, the drinks. It was, it was an all-around really party. That's, that's what we can say, right? It was, a, it was a blast to be there in front of the stadium and then in the stadium, just turning my back to the, to the field, really, and just watching the fans, you know? That was incredible to actually see and witness. Um, I guess we also have a video on Instagram, so check it, check it out. It was just amazing to, to see so many fans cheering yeah. on Ryan, Ryan Fire, the former NFL Europe franchise. And um, I, I, I just say, let's dive right into the game, Jenny. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> exactly. It wasn't only wild before the game. Uh, I mean, but Tim... What did we see? I mean, what, we already said it was worth watching the Rheinfire win over mm -hmm. the Istanbul Rams with 12 to 42. Um, it was exciting on and off the field. Can you recap the game for us, please? Yes, for sure. Uh, I mean, the Rams came out hot. They actually scored the first touchdown. And yes. fun, as a fun fun fact, uh, they actually did so in the first three games, but lost all uh, all three games. I know. They, they always scored the first touchdown, but never really got away with the with the win. But still, I mean, quarterback Jaron Stagman had a better game uh, com compared to the, to the last two weeks or to the first two weeks in the European League of Football season 2022. He completed 22 out of 37 passes. Two touchdowns, one interception, but also 241 passing yards, and was sacked, uh, and was uh, not really sacked uh, the the entire game. So uh, it was a great game by Jared Stagman. Um, yeah. So maybe a better game, not really great game, but better game uh, if you look at the first two weeks in the European League of Football. And a big weapon he uh, actually got from the Rams front office was Devin Hextall, the new wide receiver for the Istanbul Rams. Mm -hmm. uh, he got five catches for 63 yards. Um, 
and he was a difference maker also. Uh, yeah. But what really put Ryan Fire on on top in uh, on on top in this game was was the two fumbles uh, by running back Johnson Fisher. I mean, he he rushed for forty three yards on eleven carries, but still fumbled the ball twice. And you can't really win if you have a negative turnover margin. So um, that's what the Rams really missed out on in this game. Yeah, yeah. But well, speaking about the Rams, let's take a look at the Rams' defense then. Um, as in the last few games, I got the impression that the Rams were able to defend and keep up well, especially in the first half or, let's mm -hmm. say, the first quarter. But then mm -hmm. in the second half, the focus and power seems to be decreasing a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we also must mention here that the Rams had three away games. And I know that they only traveled to Germany on Sunday, the game day. Mm -hmm. How difficult is that for the players? I mean, it's difficult, but it's also the same in the in the NFL. So yeah. um, players just have to deal with it. Uh, but n next week they will uh, they will um, play the Vikings in in Istanbul. So uh, maybe we maybe maybe we will see a better defense, better better offense, um, relaxed offense, maybe also. Um, but the defense overall played a really really good game. Two yes. uh, two sacks, eight tackles for loss, one forced fumble, one interception. Um, and one player that we should highlight is Zachary Blair once oh, again, yes. right? Once Almost again, good search player, right? W once again, a great, great performance by Zachary Blair. Nine total tackles. He actually led uh, led the Rams in total tackles and one sack, three tackles for loss. He also caught the interception uh, against quarterback Matt Adam and also blocked one uh, one field goal in the first quarter. So uh, Zachary Blair had uh, again an out an outstanding performance. Yeah, yeah. So there's hope for the Rams. I have no doubt yep, about that. Definitely. And then what about the Ryan Fire? Three wins in a row. Quarterback Matt Adams, he's the MVP in week three. What made his performance outstanding this week? I mean, quarterback Matt Adams just turned loose, really. Um, if you look at the first two games of the Ryan Fire, they really leaned on the on the running game, right, with uh, Jason Agumon and uh, Daniel Rennig. Um, but this time, um, they really uh, passed about 32 times. Uh, Matt Adams com completed 21 out of 32 passes. Uh, just th through one interception, but five passing touchdowns. He's the first quarterback this season to uh, to actually throw for five passing touchdowns in one game. Yeah, and was sacked twice, but still a great, great performance by uh, quarterback Matt Adam. Um, but also the uh, the two running backs I just talked about, Rennick and Agumon, both uh, combined for nine carries um, and seventy two yards and one touchdown. Uh, but we have to highlight the receiving core and uh, also tight end Florian Eichhorn. Um, the former uh, Cologne, Cent uh, Cologne Centurions in 2021, um, six catches, 120 yards, and leads actually the uh, whole uh, Ryan Ferry offense with 120 receiving yards and one touchdown. But one player that really uh, su surprised me was uh, Harlan Kofi, the um, okay. young wide receiver uh, from Ryan Fire, three catches, 84 yards and two touchdowns, uh, oh, yeah. 47 yard strike again from Adam to Kofi. In, in the game, he was a difference maker, and that's just Ryan Fire. I mean, now they yeah. actually found their uh, found their passing offense, and if you not only are able to lean on your run game, but also on your passing game, um, you're just an all around offense, and that's what that's what Ryan Ryan Fire has actually shown in, uh, in in the past week. Yeah, so the Ryan Fire offense is on fire. What about the defense? Yeah. The defense uh, had a great game. I mean, no, no sacks against Jared's segment. I, I, uh, I already said that. But three tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, uh, three fumbles re recovered also, um, and one interception. Um, I mean, they had a great, great game uh, against the Istanbul Rams. Only allowed um, 
they only allowed 12 points, uh, which is which is great for uh, for defense. And um, one player to highlight is cornerback Omari Williams. Uh, three total yeah. tackles, one interception, one forced fumble. Um, he was a difference maker for sure for the wildfire defense. And uh, they just are a, a well-rounded defense that um, gets away with turnovers and also stops uh, when when they need to. And that's really important. Yeah. Well, and that's why they got three wins in a row. Yep. Tim, all set Definitely. here. Did I mention that it was such a great atmosphere and lots of fun being live at the game? <laughs> it was awesome being at the game. We awesome. can, we can, uh, I think, not really stress that enough, right, Jenny? <laughs> no, no, we can't. So <laughs> let's take a look at the next game between the Hamburg Sea Devils and the Leipzig Kings. Yep. Uh, actually, in both years, the Kings lost both ga home games against the Sea Devils without any scores. In 2021, the Sea Devils won 55 and nothing, and now in 2022, they won 14 and nothing. I mean, it's slightly better, but Tim, are the Sea Devils giving the Kings nightmares at home? <laughs> I would say so. I would say yes. definitely, but... Um... We can, I mean, let's just dive into the uh, into the Sea Devils offense. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, running back Glenn, Glenn Tunga, um, 212 rushing yards, uh, two touchdowns on 26 carries. That's that's huge for the Hamburg Sea Devils offense. And um, I mean, still Jordan and Constant without a receiving touchdown or also yes. touchdown in general uh, in three weeks. But I think just that CSA just needs more more time, and it's just great to have this run game going and to take some some pressure off of his off of, off of his uh, shoulders, so he, that he can actually lean on the running game from the Hamburg Sea Devils. Yes. Um, still, yet he threw for one interception and, and was sacked five times, so he was heavily under pressure, <laughs> yeah. uh, set under pressure by the Leipzig Kings defense. But still, the Sea Devils had a great offensive attack. Um, need to work on their passing game, but with uh, a new offensive coach taking over, maybe that's a change. Exactly, because previously it was Kirk Heidelberg. Uh, he was their offensive coach, but he retired for health reasons. So first of mm. all, Kirk, get well soon. And Heidelberg is known for his running game, which we saw a lot in Cologne last year and now mm -hmm. in Hamburg. But overall, would you say that this is the right strategy? Because both Sea Devils wide receivers, as you mentioned, they are without a mm -hmm. touchdown so far. And what would the team do without their running back then? I mean, for now, as I said, it's the right strategy, in my opinion, because it takes pressure off of Cisse and he, yeah. he just has more time to really develop into the starting uh, quarterback role. Um, I mean, at... at at some point, he has to make those throws. But he, uh, if you if you think back to the game on Saturday, he had one great connection with Constant deep on the on the right sideline, uh, and those those are throws that that he has to take really and has to trust in himself and also trust Jordan and Constant to to just make a play. Yeah. Um, but having having Tunga and also two other great German young running backs in Homadi and Amon. Um, it, it's just pure gold for just Cisse to have such such a strong running game to uh, to lean on if you're a, if you're a young quarterback in the European League of Football. Yeah. So what can you tell us about the Leipzig Kings? So they moved down to zero uh, and three, but still, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm I'm sure they are going to win anytime soon. They have right, such I mean, a strong defense. Right, right. You, 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 you already touched on their uh, on the Kings' defense with uh, five total sacks, eight eight tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, one interception. They were uh, giving Cisse and the whole Hamburg Sea Devils offense a hard, hard time on uh, on uh, on Saturday. Uh, one player to highlight week in and week week in and week uh, week out is uh, linebacker AJ Wendland with uh, seventeen total tackles. He actually <laughs> leads the league now. 
over wow. overall in tackles. Uh, so wow. one tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, one one quarterback hit against Cisse. So he was a difference maker uh, for the for the Kings defense. But also to mention Aslan Zetterberg, he was with the Kings in 2021. Yes. Uh, also two and a half sacks in one game, three and a half tackles for loss, and four total tackles. You don't you don't want that as a quarterback. <laughs> no, you don't, <laughs> you want, don't want to want stand in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so the so the Leipzig Kings defensive line balled out once again. But the huge issue is with the Leipzig Kings offense. I mean, if you look at quarterback Barlow, 10 uh, completions out of 21, uh, 26, um, sorry, 26 passing attempts, three interceptions. Mm, I mean, and just one or two passing us. And, and, and he was uh, sacked three times. But he actually led the uh, Kings in with <laughs> with uh, 17 rushing yards. Uh, that's more than their running back, uh, Carrasco, with uh, 16 rushing yards. So, yeah. You just need a better quarterback play, but it is yeah. also really hard to play uh, as a quarterback against such a great Hamburg Seedables defense. Yeah. Um, if you look at Kevin Fortes, for example, or Kasima de Bali, Miguel yes, Bo, of course. they all ball, ball out Fortes with two interceptions, uh, Kasim with two sacks, um, Miguel Bog with 10 total tackles. So it is really hard as a quarterback to have a great performance against the Hamburg Seedables, but still. You have to feature your great uh, receivers, right? We have Dobley Wolf. You yeah. have, you have uh, Sean Davis Jones, but Dobley Wolf, for oh, example, yes. only with only with four catches, but forty uh, but forty one yards, and he actually led his team with with which is forty one yards receiving. So yeah. you just have to get more more production uh, more production out of the offense with the Kings. But where where's the main issue then? I mean, from a fan perspective, can we blame it on the quarterback, or is the O line also not supporting him him as much as they should? I think it's a combination because uh, Bala was heavily set under pressure, and and he, I think it was also uh, one penalty that should have been thrown uh, because he threw one interception off of his back foot, but it was actually hit in the in the helmet while while throwing the ball. So it was actually uh, actually roughing the passer, but that was not called. So maybe we can just take one interception away, just say he had two, but uh, it was actually three then. Um, but it was Barlow, but also the it was it was the whole offense in my opinion because it was out of out of rhythm. Yeah. And if you don't have a running game, it is really hard to be productive in the in the passing game. So that's just the combination, I guess. Yeah, but head coach Armstrong, he's an experienced man, and I'm sure he is going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Tim, we talked about two games overall. Which was your favorite play in Week Three? Um, you have one. I have to say. Um, I mean, we will go to the Centurions Dragons game anyway. Uh, let's just go with the uh, Jan Weinreich and Quentin Pounce connection on the long touchdown uh, they had in Barcelona this past Saturday. Yes, that what, was. What, what about your uh, What about your favorite play, Jenny? <laughs> so have I have one? to say, well, say, same. Yes, I have one. Same game, first okay. quarter, the trick trick play between Edwards and Sweet, Kyle passing the ball to Zach, who then made the touchdown himself. I mm-hmm. mean. I, I have to say I'm a fan of trick plays, so yeah. <laughs> that's something I always, <laughs> always want to watch, watch right? over and over yeah. again. And I also got a favorite touchdown celebration, Kyle Sweet's salsa dance. <laughs> I guess these two are one of my favorite duos at the moment. Yeah, awesome. And they actually played a played a huge, huge role in the Dragons' victory over the Centurions, yes. right? With the final score of 34 to 30, uh, 32. Uh, the the Dragons are still undefeated. Yes. Uh, Centurions fall to two and one, but uh, Edwards with a great performance again, 20 out of 32 passes, 
three passing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. You just mentioned the pass from Kyle, uh, Kyle Sweet to Zach Edwards on the yeah. on the left sideline. Uh, 333 passing yards. I yeah. mean, Edwards balled out once again. And yeah. Sweet, the receiving leader in the European League of Football now with 215 receiving yards just in this game alone. One receiving touchdown and one passing touchdown to, uh, to Zach Edwards. So those two played out once again. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. They are rocking this league. And in total, we saw nine touchdowns at this game. And I'm, I mean, Zach Edwards, he mm -hmm. was pretty close of becoming the TO MVP of week three, I would say. I'd say um, so, yes. Yeah. But then they were not, or they are not the only great duo that we saw. You already mentioned Centurion's quarterback, Weinreich, and wide receiver Pounds. I mean, yep. they worked their magic once again, didn't they? Right. If you just look at Quentin Pounce, how can you yeah. score four receiving touchdowns in just yes. one game? That's yes. just that's just nuts, in my opinion. That's just yes. crazy. But uh, also, Weinreich, uh, again, four passing touchdowns. I mean, that's obvious if, if Pounce has three uh, or four receiving touchdowns. But also run uh, one rushing touchdown for quarterback Jan Weinreich, one interception, and 433 passing yards. So Weinreich leads the league in passing yards. And 53 passing attempts, so the so the Centurions really show that they want to lean on their passing attack uh, in 2022. But also running back uh, Dean Tanwani with 65 rushing yards uh, of uh, out of 17 carries. So the Centurions are also well well rounded offense, but also they have a really good good defense. So and they only only lost by two points. So exactly, so the, it was so such a tight game, right? So the so the South Conference, it's really, really close. If you have, if you take Ryan Fire, the Colonel Insurance, and and the Dragons, all yes. at the top of the league, really, with the with yes. the performances shown week in and week uh, week out. So, it's yeah, it, it was just a great game. Yeah, and that's what we want. That's what we want to see. Right. Um, <laughs> It was so close, and but it seems to be that all the matchups between the Centurions and the Dragons are like that. At least the home games, because yep. I know I, I I I said this before, but I just remember the first home game at the between the Barcelona Dragons and the Centurions in season one. Mm -hmm. That was insane as well. So yeah, uh, we know the defenses on both sides were or are very solid. Um, mm -hmm. What are some? What are some defense? Uh, sorry, offenses. What are some defense stats here? Um, I mean, with the Centurions, um, second Zach Edwards two times is uh, actually a great accomplishment if you look at Edwards because he's not really sacked that easily. Uh, five tackles for loss and also one interception by a defensive back Beak. Um, uh, that was really impressive, picking off Edwards on the one uh, on the one play, but also the Dragons defense ball out once again. Uh, and one player to highlight here is um, Dragons defensive lineman Rod Rodriguez with um, ten total tackles, uh, with with uh, with which he leads the team, and um, two tackles for loss and one pass breakup, which was the deciding factor on the fourth down at the at the end yeah. of the game. So. Um, defense ball out once again maybe not shown in the uh in the final score but still a great great game and they have great defenses uh both both teams which which really makes those teams so so much stronger right so you have a really really good offense but also defense you can you can lean on a, a defense that can get turn uh, turnovers so yeah yeah those those two teams are really really good and i i would say that we will see a lot of a lot of uh, a lot more touchdowns from the dragons and the centurions not on offense but also on the defensive side yes i can't wait for that and now i mean after our recap here i'm very much looking forward to talking to michael sam from the dragons uh, yeah. let's see what insights he has for us especially on the defense side but first i would say we move to the next game let's mm -hmm. talk about uh, the one in frankfurt 
Our defending champion finally won their first game in year two with a 47-13 to win over the Rocklife Panthers. I mean, we have to mention that the Panthers played without their quarterback, but still, did the score surprise you? It did. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I actually thought that uh, that the Galaxy would win over the Rockler Panthers because just without without your without your uh, uh, without your starting quarterback, it's really hard to yes. uh, win any game in the European League of Football. Um, but what can I say? Jacob Sullivan is back. Uh, yes. Jacob Sullivan uh, is back like he like he never left. Actually, yeah. uh, if you look at uh, at what he uh, did against the Panthers, I mean, seventeen out of twenty six passes. Four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, so five total touchdowns. Yes. Uh, and then also no interceptions thrown in almost 200 passing yards. So um, Sullivan is back, I would say. Yeah. Would you say, so when looking at the game and also the results from week two, that Sullivan is the clear MVP on the Galaxy roster? I would say so. I mean, just just looking at um, just looking at uh, your your quarterback. I mean, your quarterback is always uh, one important, really important course, player. Yeah. Um But if you look at, um, uh, for for example, the week week two matchup against the Vikings, losing 10 to uh, 10 to 30 against the Vienna Vikings, without Sullivan and now Sullivan coming back in and then yeah. winning with uh, so much power over the Rockwell Panthers, who were undefeated before uh, before yeah, Sunday. Exactly. So, yeah, Sullivan is a really really important player for the Frankfurt Galaxy. Yeah. But still, I mean, so the Panthers played without their quarterback, but the defense, did they have any any tr trouble over there? Or how could they allow the Galaxy to score so many points? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, the Panthers uh, have one great player in defensive back, Goran Zach, with uh, six total tackles, one second, two tackles for loss, but still only only two sacks and no uh, no turnovers, uh, and that's yeah. that's the key. If you don't turn turn over the ball, uh, if you if you look from the Galaxy offensive pers per, uh, perspective, then you ha then you have a really really great game and don't give additional. Uh, drives to the uh, Panthers as an as an opponent to uh, maybe score points and keep keep up with your offense. So that's what the Galaxy offense did really really well, just not turning over the ball. Yeah, but now speaking about the defense, there have been well, not I mean, first of all, we know that the American import uh, running back Adams he's out for the season. Right. Uh, but still, the offense, the Galaxy offense worked pretty well. But speaking about injuries now, also Sebastian Gauthier, he will be out for the rest of this year. Yep. Is this a tough loss for the Galaxy defense? Yes, def definitely. That's no no doubt. In my opinion, he's one of the best, if not the best player player on their uh, on their defense. Yeah. And now losing him uh, for the remainder of the season in 2022 is is a tough tough loss. But still, they have great uh, line linebacker depth with uh, Nasri uh, also signing with the uh, Galaxy right in uh, in the 2021 off season. Yes. So the tackle leader from Berlin Thunder of 2021. So they have great depth there, but um, but so Nasri is a middle linebacker, Gauthier maybe um, more uh, outside linebacker. So um, we will we will see. But it's always that's just American football. It's always the next yeah. next man up, and we will maybe see someone else playing great great football um, that will um, then uh, get to play Gauthier's position on defense. Yeah. Of course, of course. Well, we, we clearly hope hope for that. And of course, uh, Sebastian, get well from our side yeah. as well. We hope All to the see best you. to you. Exactly. We hope to see you back on the field in season three then. Are there any other numbers and stats that you, you would like to point out from that game or shall we move on? I think one more player to highlight would be uh, Carlos Browns, uh, the newly yeah. signed uh, defensive lineman, uh, former CFL, but also 2021 Rockler Panther. So yeah, that was true. a really interesting 
interesting matchup if you look if uh, at uh, Collins Bounds. He also uh, had the uh, lone sack against uh, the uh, Panthers quarterback and also recorded three tackles uh, total and one tackle for loss. So Carlos Browns is back in the European League of Football and, um, yeah, had a first sack against his old team, the Rockford Panthers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was fun. Yeah, I, I'm sure that was fun for um, for for Browns, but not maybe facing the offensive line. <laughs> oh, clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> now, the next game took place in Austria between the Stuttgart Surge and the yes. Vienna Vikings with a 13-42 win from the Austrian franchise. I guess a lot of people saw this coming, but still looking at the stats, the Vikings had stronger performances in the past. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, um, if you just look at quarterback Jackson Erdmann, um, yeah. Three interceptions. That, exactly. that that's not that's not usual. Uh, I mean, he, those were the first in, uh, interceptions thrown by him in the European League of Football season 2022. So, so the first two games without a turnover by Jackson Erpman. Now three interceptions in just one game. That's highly unusual for Jackson Erpman, who was calm and cool. Uh, I mean, throughout the first two games. Um, but we also saw that they can not only lean on their passing game, but also on their running game. If you look at the two Wigan brothers, uh, Anton and Florian, um, with uh, three rushing touchdowns combined and 165 rushing yards combined on 26 carries. So um, that's what makes the Vikings so great and uh, yeah. such a great offense and also defense that they're a well, well-rounded defense and also offense. So yeah. if you're just not that uh, good, at one day in the in the passing game, just give you just give the ball to the to the running backs and they will handle business, right? Yeah. So that's that's what makes the Vikings such a great team. And uh, also another player to highlight is uh, Jordan Bua. He finally had his breakout game uh, with uh, seven catches, eighty three yards, and one <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Um, he's a great great player, and that's also really difficult to uh, to also defend the Vikings offense because if you maybe cover the Two running backs, Antonio Freire and Vega. If you cover Florian Bierbaumer, if you cover, I don't know, Aja Botea Morino with the former Hamburg Silo was tied in 2021, yeah. there's is, there is still someone open that can make a play. And that's what's so, so dangerous about the Vikings offense. Yeah, I mean, no doubt that they are one of the best franchises. And again, well, looking yeah. at the numbers 13 to 42, there's actually nothing to complain about. Three right. wins in a row. <laughs> Now, what can you tell us about the surge, both offense and defense? Do you see them improve? I mean, the surge offensively uh, improved, in my opinion, with the quarterback Schroeder. I mean, only 17 out of 41 passes, but still 223 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. So you could argue that he had the better game out of the two quarterbacks, out of Edmund and Schroeder. Um, but uh, Steigerwald and Bomba also had great games. Bomba, maybe the first um, big game for, for him. He, he played with the Frankfurt Galaxy in 2021. Um, now with the Stuttgart Surge, two catches for 83 yards and one long strike f- uh, to him with a, uh, with a 60, um, 76 yard reception. So those two will ball out, I guess, for the Surge in 2022. Uh, so those are players to watch, but um, their their uh, strength really lies in their defense, right? Yeah. If you look at the surge defense, uh, two sacks, for, uh, four tackles for loss, three interceptions total, which is which is great for the turnover margin and two quarterback yeah. hits. Um, players that stood out on their defensive side were linebacker Ronnie Lakalaka, the um, Hawaiian uh, linebacker from us, San Diego State Division One, um, nine total tackles uh, with uh, with um, with which he leads the team, and also defensive back, uh, defensive back Becca. With uh, three total tackles, one second, one second for loss. So he also had a great game against the Vikings, but it was just not enough against su- such a yes. great team in Austria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
not just such a great team in Austria, definitely one of the best teams that we have in this league right now. Yep. Yep, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch the search over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings, as we all know, three wins, uh, 3-0 record after this third week now. And the other Austrian franchise, the Raiders Tirol, they finally yep. won their first game against the Berlin Thunder with 16-28. to I mean, mm-hmm. after their massive win against the Rams in week two, I'm sure that the Thunder were hoping to do this again. Yeah. But the Raiders didn't let them. And I'm sure for them, it was just a big relief to finally win. Yeah, to- totally. I I totally agree. And uh, if you look at quarterback Sean Shelton, um, 16 out of 19 passes, such a high com- yeah. com- uh, completion percentage. Um, 194 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, what actually surprised me a lot was the performance by running back Logan Mo, Logan uh, Mo, 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 Logan Mo, Mo, uh, Mo, Logan Moraney that's that's his name yeah, I guess Mor- yeah. uh, with uh, a negative eight rushing yards right with uh, seven carries um that's um that's yeah I don't know that's a um surprising uh, that's indeed. strange to see but yes. uh, running back Bonadi taking over with uh, 70 uh, with seven carries and 44 rushing yards and one touchdown so he he got the job done then um but also, also the also the Raiders defense balled out a lot. If you um, look at uh, their total numbers, with five total sacks, three tackles, uh, thirteen tackles for loss, one forced fumble, two interceptions. So you can't really win with uh, such a great. Uh, you can't really win against such a great defense if you look at the Raiders yeah. defensive side. And also a former NFL player with the Colts and the Los Angeles Rams, Tony Anderson, with uh, five total tackles, one tackles for loss, and one interception. Uh, against the Berlin Thunder, so the so the Raiders were um, great all, all around against the Berlin Thunder yeah. on Sunday. So they found their rhythm finally. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, sure def- we will watch them win a lot more from now on. But then the yeah. Thunder, one win, two losses overall. How would you rate their performance? How far can they go this year? Um, it will be interesting to see because the North, because the Northern Conference is really, really tough, to, uh, tough yes. conference uh, to play in with the Hamburg Seals, the Rockland Panthers, the Leipzig Kings, and then the Berlin Thunder. Um, but Joe Germanario, the quarterback for the Berlin Thunder, had one great game again, actually, um, without any passing touchdowns, but two rushing touchdowns. But we ha- we also have to say that that he turned over the ball twice with two interceptions. Um, but also Crawford, he's a running back you can you can lean on with oh, 19 yeah. carries, 81 rushing yards, one touchdown. So um, they just get they just I think have to get better offensively because defensively um, they're actually sound. Um, when you look at the defensive line, so uh, the French um, defensive lineman Zerekbe with uh, six total touchdowns, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. Also, the American uh, defensive back uh, Robbie Candle with eleven total tackles, when, with uh, with which he also leads the team and one tackle for loss. So they actually played a great, great game. But uh, it, it I think just came down to uh, what offense can can score more uh, more points, and that's yeah. uh, that was that were the uh, that were the Raiders with uh, quarterback Sean Shelton. Yeah, well, but the Thunder will work on that. I mean, they have got Bjorn Werner on board, and he yeah. clearly doesn't want to lose. <laughs> so no. it's it's going to be interesting. To follow, to follow them and to watch them uh, play and form a, a proper group and team. But yeah. Tim, I mean, those were the games in week three. We saw powerful plays on each and every field. And uh, I think we should take a closer look at the quarterbacks now. I mean, you pointed out so many stats already, but mm-hmm. they are, of course, the most important part on each and every offense, that's for sure. 
So after week three, who stands out the most? Um, we, we got numbers here. For example, Matt Adam, the MVP in week three, with an overall quarterback rating of almost 117%. So the Ryan Fire mm -hmm. clearly picked a pretty good guy, I would say. Right. I mean, uh, we, we already talked about Matt, Matt Adam, but passing for five touchdowns in just one uh, one game is uh, super good for uh, for your team with the Ryan Fire. And I mean, uh, with 212 yards per game, seven total touchdowns and two interceptions uh, through, through, throughout the first uh, three weeks in the European League of Football. Yeah. And also... Uh, one impressive stat that um, we have to think about is the average yards per uh, per attempt. So he averages um, 10.89 yes. yards per passing attempt, which is the highest in the European League of Football. Oh, yes. And this is also due to uh, wide receivers and Danny Robert and Timothy Knuddle, Holland Kofi, all those great uh, skill players with the Ryan Fire offense. So um, Matt Adam can turn it, turn it loose and he will show that once again. Uh, maybe not next week against the Barcelona Dragons because they have a great, great defense. But we yeah. will, we will see. We will see. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. But yeah, you just pointed out that uh, that number ten point eighty nine by Matt Adams, and then on on second position is Jan Weinreich with eight point thirty three. So Matt Adam is clearly leading this uh, right. ranking. But speaking about Jan Weinreich, uh, I see some pretty impressive numbers here as well. Right. I mean, uh, he actually leads the European League of Football in yards per uh, per game yeah. uh, with a the, with the great, great margin. So uh, let me see. But he's the only player over 300 yards per game and he averages 381.3 yards um, per game, uh, yeah. which is by far the highest in the European League of Football. And he also has the most passing touchdowns in the European League of Football with 11, but also yeah. um, tied uh, with Paolo and uh, Jared Stegman for the most in interceptions, interceptions thrown. But, uh, yeah. but still, he, he, he likes to play risky, uh, throws up balls for Clinton Pounds and also Luis Gaia, Paul Leonard. So, um, yeah, when I really balls out, also with the, with the, uh, with the, Com, uh, completion percentage of uh, 62.8 which is really high almost the highest um yeah if we go to the, Jacob Sullivan. The, right only go to the next quarterback we already also talked about with Jacob Sullivan with the Frankfurt Galaxy with a, a completion percentage of 63.5 um so we have some really really good quarterback play in the first three weeks of the European League of Football season in 2022 yeah yeah And also Cisse from the Sea Devils he can rely on his guys because he only got one interception Right, but also just one touchdown. So it's also about yes. how many how many passing attempts you have, and he just had sixty nine passing attempts. Uh, Thirty nine uh, were com were com uh, completed. Um, but also yards per game, he has the lowest uh, yards per game um, yeah. in the European League of Football out of all twelve uh, starting quarterbacks with with one hundred twenty two point seven. So. We, it will be interesting. We already talked about the situation with the Hamburg Sea Devils offense, but it will it will be interesting to see how uh, Sally Cisse will develop in uh, in this year, 2022, in his first year being the starting yeah. quarterback for the Hamburg Sea Devils. Yeah, yeah. And then we also mentioned uh, Barlow and Stigman, who will, let's say, need to improve a little bit, but, well, that's for sure in the making. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure in the making. And as I already said, heck, Hextall, the new uh, wide receiver uh, in 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 Istanbul for the Istanbul Rams, he'll be a difference maker. And look for Jerry Stegman to find him again and again yeah. over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So there's hope to all fans from whatever franchise. You will be cheering. I have no doubt about that. And now the conference standings. 
after three games played. Played the Northern Conference, led by the Sea Devils with two and one, followed by the Panthers with two and one as well. The Thunder with one and two, and the Kings with zero and three. The Central mm -hmm. Conference with the Vikings and their three wins on first place, followed by the Raiders and Galaxy with one win and two losses each, and then the Search with a zero uh, and three record too like the Kings. And then South Conference, the Rhinefire are the new leaders with three wins in a row, but so have the Dragons, followed by the Centurions with two and one, and then the Rams with 0 and three. And I mean, in each conference, we got one franchise without a win. Will this change in week four, Tim? Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe, the life maybe. We, will, we, will, we will look at week, uh, week four in in actually just a minute, but um, exactly. Let, I let's, think the best, yeah. the best Owen, the best Owen, uh, Owen three team in my opinion is the Leipzig Kings with yes. a, with such a great defense. Yes. Um, but then the Super Surge and also the Eastern Rams are really uh, are really really good and sound teams. So uh, we will we will uh, we will see wins from the uh, from the Owen three teams in 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 each conference. Maybe not maybe not in maybe week, not in week, week four, four when looking but, at the schedule here. Yeah, but looking at the schedule, eventually <laughs> they will they will also win win games. My opinion. Oh yes, no doubt about that. But let's 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 move into week four now on Saturday, June the twenty fifth. Yes, we have the it. Galaxy playing against the Centurions, mm -hmm. and then the Vikings flying over to Turkey. I mean, first it's the first team that goes all the way to Istanbul. Right, the first, it's going, the first yeah, game in Istanbul. first home game exactly for the Rams. What is your prediction for our Saturday games, Tim? Um, I would say that the Frankfurt Galaxy are coming in hot in uh, visiting the Cologne Centurions, but yes. um, I have to go with the Cologne Centurions. Me too. Uh, and, uh, and going, <laughs> going just uh, three, th th uh, three and one then. Um, and the Frankfurt yes. Galaxy going one and one and three. But hey, Jacob, if you're if you're hearing this, maybe you're you're having a great performance again and throw for four touchdowns and rush for one. So uh, no, not we maybe. Will, we will see. Jacob we will, will see. have a yeah. great performance. That like no doubt about that. But I don't know why, so, why somehow I'm going with the Centurions here as well. And well, then I'm sorry, Rams, but uh, the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to give you a very hard time on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think that the Vikings will actually move on to four and zero. But. Yeah. Um, I think that this game will be a really, really close one because uh, I would imagine just imagine just traveling from from Vienna, Austria to Istanbul, Turkey. Mm. Um, it's a long, long uh, road you have to go go through with plane, bus, and all of that stuff. So yeah. um, it will be a close game. The Istanbul Rams will be for the first time at home in Istanbul and yeah. coming in fresh and relaxed also. So we will see uh, maybe a better Istanbul Rams team and maybe a weakened Vienna Vikings team with all the traveling going on. I'm sure the Rams fans wouldn't mind that. So whoever listens here, go and watch the game live. Cheer for the Rams. They clearly need your support. And then, Tim, on Sunday, June 25th, we can enjoy four games again. Yeah. Dragons versus Rhinefire, Sea Devils versus Panthers, Kings versus Thunder, and then last but not least, Raiders playing against the Search. What's Those are all great, great games. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. The most interesting game, in my opinion, is the Dragons visiting the Rhinefire. Oh, yes. Because yes. both teams are undefeated and yeah. one team has to lose. So um, this will be interesting. Um, and I cannot really decide uh, to yeah. go with which team, but... Uh, 
just my just my feeling says it will be the Barcelona Dragons. Oh, I the go with the Dragons but, too. I'm but, I, I have yeah. to. I, I'm coming out as a huge Dragons fan here. Yeah, I don't know if it, I actually no. I mean, I, I like them all, but I don't know. I just I always like the underdog and uh, mm -hmm. the the development they had from season one until now. Yeah, that's just, that's true. Uh, that's true. I, yeah. I, I I love watching stories like that. So um, Ryan Fire, I love you. I had so much fun being there at the game and. Uh, But I go with the dragons here. But also the 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 Ryan Fire have a great great shot of, at actually winning this game. So oh um, totally, it, it will It's be, be tight. in my opinion a really really close close game. So, yes, yes, um, very right. close. And for us, insane to watch. Yeah, def so definitely. So whoever whoever no. wins it, uh, both both have the chance to do so. Yeah, yeah. Sea Devils Panthers. I have to go with the Sea Devils. Yes. I mean, we we actually just saw how the Panthers per. Uh, Per, uh, perform without their quarterback uh, Justice Hansen. I don't know if uh, if he will be back in the starting lineup, but still, um, I have to go with the Hamburg Sea Devils because they they have they've just shown how many uh, shown how how much they can lean on the run game. Uh, yeah. Even if if the opposing team knows that they will run the ball, they can they will they just get it done. Um, and also, the Hamburg Sea Devils defensive line will be. Breaking havoc against Rockland Panthers offensive yes, line and yeah, their uh, yeah. Polish quarterback if he plays, but also then against Justice Hansen if uh, if he will be back in the starting lineup. So I just have to go with the Hamburg Steelers in the North yeah. Conference. Same, same pick from my side. Kings Thunder. That's um, that's gonna be tricky as well. That's that's a tricky game to actually yeah. um, to actually pick one team out of these two. But um, you know what? I go with the Leipzig Kings. Me too. Because, because they have a great defense. Um, yes. But then also, and they again, are hungry for this win. They have to win. Yep. yep. And also, uh, that's a conference game. So uh, visiting your conference yeah. rival in in, in Berlin uh, with the Berlin Thunder, um, it will be a great, great game uh, with a great, great crowd also in yeah. in Berlin for the Berlin Thunder. But um, I don't know. Some something says to me that the Leipzig Kings defense will actually get it done with a lot of turn turnovers against the Berlin Thunder yeah. offense. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be great for us to watch, but I go with the Kings as well. And then last but not least, Raiders playing against the Surge. Sorry, well, Surge, but I have to go with the Raiders. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I just have to go with the Raiders. I mean, uh, Sean Shelton showed what, what he can do against uh, against uh, great defense, and Stuka has a great defense. Actually, they, they caught three picks against Jackson Erpman and the Vienna Vikings, but... Um, Sean Shelton is a great quarterback, and uh, he will lead his team to be be a two and two team in the European League of Football, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Tim. Well, it was a pleasure again speaking with you about the yeah, games. Yeah, was super fun. Fun as always, and I know that you will be at the Dragons Rhinefire game on Sunday, won't yep. you? Right, and I will uh, be at the Centurions Galaxy game on Saturday. So, oh uh, my goodness, it will be Amazing. a full, full weekend of American football in in uh, in Europe. So. <laughs> So I can't yep. hear your stories next week. Um, well, yeah, what can I say? Thank you very much for your time and uh, talk to you very soon. It was a pleasure, Jenny. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. And now I have the great pleasure of Michael Sam joining me. Michael, can you hear me? Yes, Jennifer. Ah, it's so nice to have you on this show. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, on this official European League of Football podcast today, You are the defensive lineman and the assistant defensive lineman coach from the Barcelona Dragons and therefore part of one of the most successful teams in year two, 
Three weeks in the books, three wins. Congratulations for this great start into the season. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, that really means a lot. No, I mean, it, it, it's so great to watch. I already said to Tim earlier, and we were talking about Zach and, and also Kyle. I mean, you guys are putting on such, such a great performance. Um, but I would say before talking about the last game against the Centurions, let's hear a bit more about your football story. You were one of the best players during your college football career. You successfully played NFL preseason games. You played American football in Canada, and then you retired in 2015. And now, seven years later, we can welcome you in the European League of Football. I mean, how did this all happen? Um, when and how and by whom did you receive the call uh, to join us? Um, so this actually was very unexpected. Um, <laughs> I actually, I thought my football career was actually done coaching yes. in football life. And I was on my way to, um, to Europe this uh this spring and summer, um, I was heading to the UK. I was trying to um, find some work in, in the UK and I was gonna stay there, you know, for a while. Um, but I also had some connections who um, knew some people in the, the European League of Football and they put me in touch with uh, Bart, the G uh, general manager. And one thing led to another, I was, I was, um, a flight had a flight to uh, late April, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. What was your first thought that came into your mind when when you got this offer? And also on top of that, were you actually aware of the fact that there is a football hype outside the United States? Yes, I, I was aware that there was football outside of the United States. Um, I didn't I didn't know how many leagues, there are actually multiple leagues, um, but I didn't know how many how you know how deep it actually went. Yeah. Well, and then for in first place, they hired you as an assistant coach. Um, and now you returned as an active player. How long did it take to make that decision and to say yes to this offer? Well, I mean, being with the guys in camp and seeing that the guys, I mean, I, I see that the guys actually are really good. Um, they just need more, a little bit more help. So instead of you know going one of our defense alignment left and instead of them doing all the process and going looking for another um import i was already here i knew um you know most of the playbook so it would have just been the transition would have just been easier for me yeah and how did your family and friends react when you first told them that you were going to europe as a football coach and then that you are actually going to be on the active roster i mean i'm pretty Keep to myself um you know i let my friends know like my close inner circle of course they know and they're very excited for me but i think everyone else kind of uh, found out through social media it is yeah. what it is <laughs> yeah well new world and uh, you already said that it was well it was unexpected to return as a player but what about what about your physical strength and fitness then i mean being in shape is one side of the story but football is one of the hardest sports how could you physically prepare your body for the first game with such a short preparation time? And also, how did you feel afterwards? Exactly. Um, there's a difference between being in shape and football in shape. And I was not in football shape. Um, I'm definitely in shape and I, I definitely could run and I could definitely take hits. But after the first game, I was literally beat up. Um, you're taking oh. the hits and your body needs to get used to it. Now, after week three, it's it's... 
you know, I'm, I'm, my body is starting to get used to that getting hit. Um, but it does take a while. And, and as I'm getting older, too, and I have to make sure that I'm doing the right things for recovering, too. Yeah. What What do you do? Or what, what can you do to recover? Because also you need a speed recovery, of course. Exactly. Um, we, we have ice baths. We have massages. We have, um, you know, things for uh, leg pumps, um, leg compression pumps. Yeah. Um, we have a pool. Um, I also do yoga on the sides and stretching, um, trying to kind of flush all the, you know, the bad toxins out. Um, anything to kind of keep mobile, um, you know, anything that helps. So have you been the player on the roster who blocked all the massage spots and slots in those first three weeks now? <laughs> no, but I'm definitely in the training room now. <laughs> and now overall, what would you say? How can your experiences help you become an even more important part of the Dragons and an even better player and coach? Because still, you're, you're coaching the team still, right? I'm, I'm, so, I'm sharing some experience. Technically, I'm, I'm, I'm just a player. Ah, okay. But I am, but I am still, you know, sharing my insight and well, like we're coaching each other. I'm sharing my insight and of what we see out there and how can we get better. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, helping out like on that coaching side too. But I am uh, just a player. Okay. But, but we, I, I think that you know the defensive line, um, our defense, and our just whole team in general. Like even though we're a young team. Um, we still have, you know, we still got, like, we, every game is just, like, we're zero zero. We're, we're trying to be yeah. one and zero, so we're taking one game at a time. Well, it, it, clearly, it clearly doesn't seem that way. And also, on top of it, what, what I love uh, or what, what I get, get to feel when I, when I watch you play, you're, you're just having so much fun and you make it look so easy. And still, maybe also because of this, you started into the season so strong. However, one of the reasons might be your quarterback, uh, Zach Edwards, who has performed outstandingly in all three games now. How important is he for the Dragons and what makes him such a good quarterback? I feel like we have to protect Zach at all costs. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly, you know, like, Zach, are you okay? Do you need anything? Like, what, how can I make your life better? <laughs> so, um, but Zach is, is a huge uh, importance to our team. But everyone is also an importance to our team. Like, we all contribute. Um, and some contribute, like, in big ways, like Zach. And some others, you know, can contribute in little small ways. But we all contribute. Um I, I don't. I don't say this enough to my team, but I am going to say this to whoever, to everyone who's listening to this podcast. You know, we all we need, we all we got. Um, so we have to keep. We, we have to, you know, make sure that we got each other's back out there, on and off the field. And, um, I, and I think this is. Uh, that's how I think. I think you know, guys are starting to think something similar to like, like, hey, we're just a bunch of guys trying to have fun and trying to make something happen out there. So. But uh, we are a, a, a unit. Yeah. And what, what do you think, what are going to be the biggest challenges for the Dragons this season? It's staying healthy. If we can yeah. stay healthy, I, I'm telling you, we're going to shock the league. Um, but we just have to stay healthy. Um, we have to play smart. Um, and if we can do those two things, most of all, we, we got a good shot of doing some great things this season. 
Yeah. And you can speak for the team as a coach and a player in a way. What would you say? What's the philosophy of the Barcelona Dragons? What kind of attitude want the Dragons to have on the field? How do you want to be seen? That's a good question. Um, and actually, no one actually actually uh, asked that to me. Um, but the attitude is is that we play for each other. You know, we play for each other. I, I think going to the season, not a lot of people you know showed us respect. And I think you know we're earning our respect. We're earning that we belong in this league. And we're, oh yes. And we belong, um, and we're contenders. So um, you know, to, uh, we have to be respected. And we're going to we're going to take it or um, by force if we have to. And yeah, and personally, when other teams and fans when they watch film of you as a player, what do you want them to say about you? That everything I have, um, you know, is is because of football, and I love this game so much. Yeah, um, it has brought me so many things in life, and that. I, I, when people talk about me, I was like, "That's that's a that's a man who loves the game," and I do. I love this game with all my heart. You can heart. see that. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's 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 an emotional game. Um, yeah. And but I, I want I want people to recognize. I want people to look at this league that this league, the European League of Football, is a league to be respected too. Um, also, as coaches, also as players, throughout you know the, the entire um, twelve teams that we are players who love this game we know we're not doing it for you know a lot of money but we're we're doing it for the love of the game and i want you know i want the nfl to recognize it uh, i want you know i want the nfl to help invest in the league and also its players and so we can you know help this league grow yeah yeah now that that's the plan and you just pointed it out i mean the players in this league they are here because of the love For the sport and and because they are passionate about it um so let's talk about the game the last game against the centurions how did you perceive the feedback from the dragons fans after that game it was your first home game this season um the, our fans are <laughs> they are excited um they, they've been <laughs> excited all year to see us um it's great to see them um, especially get that first home game win yes um, Cologne played amazing football game. Um, it was really close. Um, we, going forward, we have to, I don't think it could have been that close. Um, defense made some mistakes that kind of cost us some penalties. Um, I guess, I think we were our biggest enemies on the um, on that day. But if we can clean up our uh, mistakes, I think we have, you know, a cleaner shot to, you know, the game wouldn't have been that close. But uh, I don't want to take anything away from Cologne. They they played a hard football for four quarters. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, our fans are great. Yeah. And for us, the spectators, it was just insane to watch. And uh, such a such great entertainment. Now, next week, I'm sure it's not going to be any easier for you. You are going to play against the Rhine Fire. Where do you see your chances in that game? Rhine is a good team. We're a good team. Um, yes. Again, I believe if we play smart football and we bring it, um, it doesn't matter, you know, if we're going to that, their, their nice stadium with their fans, because um, they, they, their fan base is huge too. But if we play smart football, um, I, I believe that we can, you know, top them um, this weekend. And uh, how are you going to prepare for it? Who are the players to keep an eye on, for example? Of course, you got to watch out for Zach Edwards. You got to watch out for Kyle Sweet. 
Oh, yeah. You also have to watch out for Alejandro. Um, and you got to watch out for um, number seven, our Tony um, uh, Anthony Rodriguez. Those are the guys that you got to watch out for. Okay. So, Ryan, for you, be aware of them. Now, overall, are you excited about the international travels in this league? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun going to another country and get to, to uh, travel and the languages. Um, yeah. Of course, we travel more to Germany than any other country. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, um, you can, when, when we travel, we, um, we have a reputation to our team and also to our mother country, which is, is Spain. When we travel, we're, we're, we're representing Barcelona Dragons. We're representing uh, Spain. So we have to, you know, travel with class. And we have to know people need to recognize that, oh, those guys are from Spain. They got class. They're gentlemen. Uh, we're not, yes. you know, guys who are not doing like negative attention to ourselves. Like people will like will start to recognize that. Oh, very well said. Is there any city or country in Europe that you are definitely going to visit this summer, with or um, without the league? Yeah, I, I'm excited to go to Istanbul. I've never been to Turkey, yeah. um, but I'm also excited to not buy a week. I do want to. I'm really am big into wine, and I really want to go to a few wineries in France, nice. um, and maybe in Italy too. So during our bye weeks, so hopefully I can get a chance to go there. Um, if you have any recommendations, please send them to me. Tuscany for sure. I will. I will send you some. Uh, I, I can. I can send some recommendations. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, what are your goals this season as a player, personal? Now being back on the field, uh, yeah. My goal uh, for this season is actually to help this team out in any way I can. And um, I'm not satisfied with what we've done yet. Um, when this, when we, I understand this is Barcelona's second year, but still, I, I want this team to to be one of the best in the league. Uh, I want people to uh, all across Europe to recognize us. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, we're achieving it, but of course, until the season is over, that's when I, I'd be satisfied, so. Well, we, we, we can't wait for more. That's what I can guarantee. Michael, thank you so very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And of course, best of luck for the game on Sunday. Thank you, Jennifer. Will it be 4-0 ah, for the Dragons? We just got to wait and see. I think well, it will be 4-0 for one of these two franchises. That's for sure. But will it be 4-0 for the Dragons? I hope so. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, Michael. And... Um, Well, to everyone else who listened, I hope you're going to enjoy the football games in week four. I will be back with more exciting football stories next week. See you soon and bye-bye.